Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. Earners, what's up? Look, I wanna give y'all a little peek behind the curtain of producing Earn Your Leisure. It's a lot more than just sitting down and chatting. It involves meticulous planning, recording, editing, and then promoting each episode to ensure it reaches all of you. And if you picked up any of our merch, then you know there's a whole extra layer of logistics from inventory management to shipping. Running a podcast is like running a small business. And speaking of business, I know many of you entrepreneurs are involved in e-commerce. You understand how crucial it is to streamline operations and cut costs wherever possible. That's why I want to talk to you about ShipStation, the multi-carrier shipping solution that integrates seamlessly with all your online sales channels. It's all about optimizing your shipping, connecting with expert partners, and freeing up more of your time to focus on scaling your business. Now let's talk about our experience with ShipStation. This tool has been a game changer for us, especially with automating routine tasks. Being able to manage everything from one dashboard and print shipping labels with just a click absolute lifesavers. Plus, the discounts we get on shipping costs are incredible. Honestly, it feels like we're saving thousands. And as our show and merch sales have grown, ShipStation's robust automation and reporting features have helped us keep up without missing a beat. For those of you who get overwhelmed by order volumes, ShipStation's easy-to-use dashboard is a dream come true. You can import orders from any sales channel, apply shipping preferences automatically, and handle customer service issues right there. Not to mention the savings with up to 89% off carrier rates like UPS, DHL Express, and USPS. It's no wonder over 130,000 companies stick with ShipStation long-term. So, are you ready to turn your shipping challenges into growth opportunities? Head over to ShipStation.com and use promo code EARN for a free 60-day trial. Again, that's ShipStation.com, promo code EARN. Start streamlining your shipping and scaling your business today. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. 
American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, guys. Welcome back. We are in special headquarters right now. We're not in our usual studio. We're yet. not, but it feels familiar. Yeah, <laughs> we got a lot of friends here. Yeah. Um, the Rock Nation building. New York City. Yes. We only come to this building for special occasions. So we were summoned. Every time. <laughs> Every fact. time we're summoned, we, we show up. That's a fact. We got summoned today by one of the biggest in the game. Somebody that we've actually been wanting to talk to for a while now, but uh, everything happens when it's supposed to happen. Yep. So, yo, Gotti. Yes. Congratulations, first and foremost. I know you got a project that's dropping. Gangsta Girls. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that, but we're also going to talk about everything that you have going on and so much stuff. Yeah. I feel like you're one of these people that just keep going. You know, <laughs> it's like few people, Rose, you, it's like you know, a few people that just kind of, just when you think they've reached a certain pinnacle, they do something else. Yeah. Totally out the box that nobody really expected. So I'm really excited to have this conversation. Um, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Let's get it. Yeah, for sure. So, all right. So, we're going to talk about the business. But first, let's talk about the project. Um, what made you want to do a Gangsta Grills? Like, Gangsta Grills, obviously, that's like legendary mixtape type series vibes with DJ Drama. Obviously, where you are in, in your game right now, you, you're a veteran, label owner, entrepreneur. I feel like you want to kind of go back to the core? Yeah, it's an art piece. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, at this point, one man and moving forward, like, any music composition I put together, to me, it's like it's purposeful and it's an art piece. You know what I mean? So it's a short project. It's 10 songs, me and drum, and it's like it, it was like the ounce of something that I started. Yeah. In 2006, I put out a mixtape called I Told, I told You So. Yep. You know what I mean? And when I was like, had a vision of doing a lot of these things I, I actually done. So this is kind of like the follow up to this, like I showed you so. You know what I'm saying? And, and it, to me, it's purposeful. It's a it's an art piece, and um, drama was a part of that that movement. Um, just the whole the whole culture how it felt back then was a part of that. You know, what I mean, I wanted to capture that feeling yeah. in the, within the project. Yeah, when I looked at the titles, I checked the project out. It's dope. I'm, I'm gonna talk about a few of the songs that I really like. I, I want to learn how to pronounce the word "view" like you pronounce it, but we get into that. <laughs> um, so you went from "I told you so" to "I showed you so," right? Which is very fitting because that's a seventeen-year span between projects. Obviously, coming from Memphis, most people are not looking at it from a hip-hop scene at the time in two thousand six. Is this is going to be a prominent place where that could dominate music? What was that process like over the seventeen years of continuously grinding and continuously grinding to say, like, now nah, we got something to say? I mean, the project was just like a, um, you know, an ongoing hustle. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, when you're driving the car, you got to have the navigation. You got to know where you're going. Everybody may not know. 
It may be a lot of people that jump in and out of car. It may be some solid ones that never get out the car, but somebody got to have a roadmap. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm one of them people that always had the roadmap. When it came to hustling or it came to the plan, you know what I'm saying? That's one of the things I feel like I was just blessed with, like, the way to – sometimes I don't have the answer. I'm just driving, right? Yeah. But I figure it out on my way, you know what I'm saying? And, and I always end up going in the right direction. So – Let's talk about the label. I feel like you have the hottest label in the game right now with so many artists. Like, I, f- I don't know how you, you're extremely talented as far as finding these artists. Like, are you actually, like, do you have an air as an A&R? Because, like, from ESG to Moneybag Yo to 42 Doug, they're, they're all different type of artists yeah but they all make hit records like how do you continuously find artists and get them to become stars uh, i mean i don't do it by myself you know of course i think um well of course i got the uh a and r era i got a i got the eyesight i got the indicators i got um you know everything we need to to identify the right talent and to move it in the right direction. But it ain't just me by far. You know what I mean? We got a big team. We got a big staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and we, we we run our company like an open table discussion type. You know what I mean? Like anybody can present anything. You know what I mean? You don't even got to be an A&R. You can be anybody. Be like, I think this dope. I think this kid here. And you just put it on the table. We mm-hmm. look at everything. Yeah. And if we think it's, you know what I'm saying? If we think it's something, uh, of course, I got the last say it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if I think that's what it is. And my team believe that I'm gonna make the right decision. So, but it ain't you know every but artist can come differently. How different do you people. how do you determine? Because you, you haven't really missed. That's extremely difficult to do to just continuously get artists that are successful. That's almost impossible. How have how have you been able to? It's one thing to you know identify a person has talent. Another thing to identify a person can actually go through the process and actually yeah. make it. It can't just be luck. Like five, after five people, there's a system that's put in place. Like you have to have something that is filtering people to make it. So like, what do you look for in an artist to say like, this is a person that I really want to invest in? Um, I think first of all, I'm an artist first. You know what I'm saying? So I understand artists. What's up, bro? Yeah. What's up? We, we, are, we are being interrupted by Mike Rubin. Oh, there you go. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> What's up, man? How, how you doing? What's up, guys? What's up, how you doing? Hey, sure. Good to see you. How you doing? Sure. All right. Same thing. Um, I'm interrupting at the show. Podcast here. I mean, listen, I'm here to interrupt calls. Keep it rolling. <laughs> yeah. Talk about my guy killing it. I'm mm-hmm. mission, man. Finish it up. See, you guys, let you guys go back to work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, but... uh. I mean, I was saying I'm an artist first, so I think that's one of my biggest, my biggest uh, strengths is that I feel like I can understand the artist in a way nobody else can, mm-hmm. or most executives can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, they may understand, you know, marketing or or different things that I understand too, but um, understanding the artist and knowing how to motivate an artist, how to help an artist, how to pull things out of artists, you know, knowing how to shut artist confidence down or ego down or uh, or not getting in their way, that's a whole nother trait. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I think I know that from uh, being an artist myself. 
And also, like, we just try to pick right. You know what I mean? Like, we don't just sign anything or, or anybody or, you know, we make sure we do the due diligence that we picking the right person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so we ain't just got a lot of things in the mix that's taking up a lot of time. So, so being an artist, right? And I think this is something that you've mastered and we've seen very few people master. Having a label and having artists that sometimes will grow even bigger than you are at the present time. So we've watched Moneybag explode. His, yeah. his career is out of control, right? And then you come back and 42 is, is incredible, right? ECSG is incredible. And then Glorilla just comes through and smokes everybody. How was it from your standpoint of being like, one, you're an artist and getting out of the way of your artist to succeed and encouraging them, right? I, I, when I'm listening to Fake Love, I'm like, yo, he's reflective of these moments, right? Even the Billboard cover was like, nah, I'm not doing this cover unless they're with me. So like, is that something that you had to grow into to realize like, yo, I'm gonna get out their way, let them shine, their, their success is mine? Or like, how do you balance that? Well, first I think all the artists I work with is like different artists and that everybody's different artists, they different businesses, they all they own separate businesses and entities. That's mm -hmm. how I look at it from a business standpoint. Like everybody, um, business model to success or profit or whatever it is we try to do is different. Mm -hmm. You know, what work for Glow you know, that ain't mean that work for money bag or work for money bag. It don't mean that work for G or Doug. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You got to be like in tune with the details. It ain't like a factory where you're just doing the same thing right. with every single person that come through her. You know what I'm saying? And um, I don't think I had to grow into that because I ain't never been that type of individual. You know what I'm saying? You know, before I was in the music business, when I was just in the street, I was able to get money with my partners in the street without having an ego or issue. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I always been a selfless person and I always been a team person. So I ain't never I ain't never have to grow into stepping out the way. I'm out the way anyway. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't in the way Not easy the to do. Not easy to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, I understand my position. I understand I'm a team player. I know how to play my role. You know what I mean? I let people do what they want to do. I don't get in nobody's way. You know what I'm saying? I do what I'm supposed to do for them. And we don't have no issues. So let's take it back to the beginning. You start, because the first time I heard about you, it was crazy. I haven't heard your name for a long time, but I wasn't in tune with your music. And I saw a video, I think it was in Dallas, and you walked through a mall and like you shut the mall down. And I had never heard your songs before. And I just that just that just blew my mind that I'm like, damn, like independent, like I never heard his music before. And he obviously in the South was like Jay-Z, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what's the first like steps that you took to get the label off the ground? Did you come in independent as a label or you came in as an artist, then signed with the major? Like what's the process from the start to here? Well, I came in as an artist through my own label from the beginning. Off the you know, rip. Yeah, from, off the rip. But then, you know, as I got into the game, you know, I signed as an artist a couple of times to different labels, TVT Records mm -hmm. or... RCA, you know, I bought myself out of a couple contracts, you know what I'm saying? Um, I bought myself out to deal with TVT, uh, the one with RCA too. So um, I played kind of on both sides of the field. And I think, you know, as an artist, sometimes you have to depend on everybody, what you need, what you don't need is different, you know what I'm saying? So I came in though as an artist with my own label from the beginning, I went into just being an artist on a major label. I came back out of this system, 
You know what I'm saying? Said yeah. I was going to be independent forever. Ended up doing a partnership with a major again because I felt like that would make sense at the time. So it's just, you know, I've been going through through different different layers of it. Yeah, I, there's one thing that I, I've never heard, and and this is quite astonishing, right? Like a lot of times in the, in the music business, we hear that artists, they didn't like their contract. It was a bad deal, bad contract. I have, I've never heard a story about that from you. So like, how did you get the business savvy to navigate through all these deals and make sure that you're on the right end of everything that you sign? I mean, keeping it G, I ain't saying I was just like super business savvy on this, you know, common sense. I think common sense is the best sense, best business sense. You know what I mean? But I want to say I was super savvy on the music business from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I think my first couple contracts were bad. Mm -hmm. I just ain't a complainer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't I ain't the type of nigga that make excuses and, and be whining. I don't feel like getting on the internet talking about a contract helps me. You know what I mean? What that do for me? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's like, you in what you in, get through it. If you learn something from it, don't, don't get it again. That's the type of person I am. So you'll never hear me whining and complaining and making excuses about even if I got a, even if I'm dealt a bad hand, I'm going to just make the best out of it and then and learn from it. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't say that my first couple situations I went into were the best ones. I don't know if you heard me say that I bought myself out right. my first couple contracts. I had to buy myself out for a reason. You just ain't never seen me on the internet whining about it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, mean, I think that's the difference. How much? How much did it cost to buy yourself out? I think the first one like four, four, five hundred or something. Four, five hundred. Four, five hundred thousand. I think I signed for. Uh, I think they gave me like forty thousand. How many albums was was you obligated for? I mean, it was like the typical contract, probably like four or five. Okay, so why'd you buy yourself out? You just didn't see it going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, the company had kind of folded. They had, the company had folded, and then the contracts got inquired by the next company that bought it. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, we basically moved to the company that bought the other company. You know what I'm saying? But I wasn't really like super pleased with the original company anyway. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So I saw that as a move when they went to the new new company to approach them like, yo, I'm trying to like do something different. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't asking for nothing for free. You know what it costs or how we can work it out. Pay the cost to be the boss. So 2006, the first mixtape dropped. Well, not the first mixtape, but the first Gangsta Grills, Gangsta Grills drops. 2013, there's, there's a transition where now this isn't a Memphis story. This is becoming a national. Everybody's starting to know the name. What What was the strategy uh, from your team at that point to say, all right, we got to make ourselves more known to, to the general public. We got to become part of the fixture of, of hip hop culture. Um. I feel like we always felt like that. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we were just hustling and, you know, trying to make our way through the game and learning as we was going. You know, I always been a studier, so like I always studied certain people like Jay-Z and uh, Jay Prince and mm. Master P, Birdman and Slim. I actually spent a lot of time with Birdman and Slim early in my career, and that, that kind of taught me a lot of my executive skills and just, just, just really just seeing the game firsthand mm -hmm. from being able to like watch a person go through it and deal with it. Them years that I was around Birdman and Slim was probably like to me some of my most valuable lessons and 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 game I was able to pick up. What's one of the one of the things you learned from them? I mean one of the things I learned that like, you know, you gotta you gotta take this shit serious and you gotta work. You know what I mean? I don't think I seen nobody that worked more than them. You know what I'm so I look at I look at life like this, right? So 
you know, this the cash money millionaires and they go into the studio every day. The studio is the office. You know what I mean? So I'm like, if niggas ain't working more than them and they, they, you know, a hundred times ahead of you, they out hustling you and you way behind. You know what I mean? So like if if anybody that that you probably ever talked to that been around just the cash money family system, like, you know, the way Wayne was in the studio, the way they stayed in the studio, like this was like the trap, like every day wake up, report to the studio. But it makes sense, right? Because you sell the music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's like being in the street and but you never on your you feel me like <laughs> what you doing. You know what I mean? So uh that was one of the things I learned and I mean, a lot of more things, you know, a lot of things I learned just, you know, you know, directly and indirectly. So the situation that you have now, CMG, you said it's distributed through Interscope? Yeah, Universal Partnership with Interscope. Okay. So when did that formalize? Man, that was a couple years ago. Yeah, like maybe two, three years back. So what is that? Because we hear that a lot. Like, what does that actually mean? So that means that they distributed, all right, we get that part of it. And then how do I save? Where do I invest? Can I build wealth to pass on to my family? Fidelity's got answers for you right here at InvestFest. Stop by booth 201 to chat with Fidelity's financial education consultants and pick up a fresh perspective on investing at one of their popular mini seminars. Their money pros are here to help you make smart financial decisions that can elevate your life and lay the foundation for a lasting legacy of black wealth. Fidelity at InvestFest will be your first stop on the road to financial greatness. Learn more at fidelity.com slash black wealth or visit booth 201. You hand them the music, they distribute it, they pay for marketing or you got to pay for marketing. They take a percentage of the album sales. Like what's the actual business behind like a, a, that type of spot? I mean, it's a partnership, like a true partnership is like, you know, somebody that invests, right? It's, it's, it's basically like an investment, right? Mm-hmm. You put up the paper, but, but I stand behind the paper. You know what I'm saying? It's my company. It's, it's, it's my decision. You know what I'm saying? I got to make sure I deliver it for me. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it, it just comes with services, too. So you may have a, you have different um, radio staff or you have, you know, TV and film and you have different departments that you're also able to tap into outside of the, the financial resources that they give you. But it's still your company, though, and you you driving the car and your company because they got partnerships with many people. Mm. So they're not writing the plan out for you. You know what I'm saying? They they, they just helping you. They're basically your partner. They give you a budget? Yeah. Uh-huh. And so, your, your budget is determined by how successful you are. Like, every regular label doesn't no, I think have- I think your budget is determined off. Actually, I think it, <laughs> I actually think your budget is determined off if they believe you know what the fuck you're doing or not. You know what I'm saying? Because actually... I can do whatever I want to do. You know what I'm saying? If I say, get that person this or spend this on this person to do that, I ain't never getting questioned. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But but I'm also proven to know what I'm doing. So they, so I believe is if they feel like you know what you're doing and who you is, I think they that's that's how the partnership go. You know what I mean? Probably no different than your business if if your partner felt like you wanted to do an interview at the top of the uh Empire State. Yeah, Empire State building. They like, man, shit cost 300000 to do. That don't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Or they just believe in whatever you say is the way because you always proving that the plays you make always pay off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're always the right plays. Every time, everything you bring to the table 
it's a, it always worked. It's like Michael Jordan could scream on a coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah John so, Paxson can't. You know what I mean? Just like that. So I, don't really, I think with me, okay. I, I just thought about that when you said that. You know, I make my, I create, I create my own budgets. How is it when, you know, there's a project or there's maybe a piece of art that an artist is trying to create and you don't see the vision, but the artist does, right? Like how do, how do you navigate through that? Because I mean, there's gotta be a resolution that sometimes you have the final say, but you know, the artist is looking at it as their creative piece of art that they're offering to the world. So how, how do you navigate that type of situation? With me, with every artist I work with and ever work with, they always got the final say. Mm. Yeah, is is they art, you know what I'm saying? Is they life, is they art. You know, I'm more of a like a mentor, advice, you know, like truly your partner who you can you can we can go back and forth about hash, you know, it's opinion mm-hmm. and, and advice. But at the end of the day, whatever the artists want to do, that's what that's how we roll. So I always look at running a label kind of like a coach. You got to manage personalities. Exactly. Extremely difficult. Mm-hmm. Everybody's coming from different areas. They got different egos. All artists have egos. It has to happen. You wouldn't be a successful artist if you didn't have an ego. Some people's egos are bigger than others, but you have to manage that. How difficult is that? And how do you, how do you manage dealing with so many different people and making sure that everybody is happy, taken care of and not feeling neglected. A lot of times people don't tell you that they feel a certain way until it's too late. Like, yeah. you know what I mean, like, how do you, sure. how do you do that? I mean, I just try to like, you know, I think one of the most important things is, is your relationship with everybody individually. You know what I mean? Whatever bond it is you build. So I'm heavy on it. And to me, how you be heavy on it is transparency, truth. You know what I mean? Whether it's good or bad, I'm always going to tell you the truth. You know what I mean? Because I want to create that relationship that's like, you know what I mean? Like we like brothers, meaning like you can, or you can tell me the truth. You know what I mean? Like, and, and, and that's me and your thing, whether it's good or bad, like, and it, it ain't, ain't going to ever leave me and you. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. to me, my goal is to always create that with whoever I'm working with. And it's like a trust thing. Like if I can trust you and you can trust me, then no matter how good or bad this shit be and we in it together, to me, that's the strongest thing you can create. And then make the business flow. They make the business flow like even smoother because now you and the, the artists always know that like you 1,000 with them. And if you won, you gonna let them know, not in front of everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah. we can be in there, we can be in there in front of the Interscope, and I think what you saying is the worst shit in the world. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I never say it. We have a conversation after. You feel me? <laughs> I never say this shit right there. You know what I mean? Now when we leave, I ain't gonna even say it in front of you know my people and your people. You know when me and you get alone or me and you get on the phone, then I tell you like, bro, I don't agree with that. I don't think that shit's smart. But I'm also going to tell you, but if this is how you want to roll, this is how we're going to roll. Stand up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I got to let you know because I can't afford if it go wrong for you, you to tell me, why you ain't tell me this shit? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like you, why you ain't tell me I was tripping, bro? <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen some, some videos in the past where I'm like, I know God, I know he's going to say something after this video. But he's yeah, like, I mean, yeah. that's, that's just stand up. But you got to, because I feel like, bro, when you're a true team, you gotta be able to take the hit sometimes or the other 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 um the hard part of the loss or whatever. Just like you can go to the bank with a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be able to, you know, take the hit with them too if that would it cause. You seem but you seem as a leader, just from 
looking at it, you're more of a laid back type of vibe. As opposed to hip hop, we've always had the label owner in the forefront. Like Diddy, like Suge Knight, like, you know, these are like very like aggressive personalities. But you seem like you're more like you said, you kind of just let them do what they want to do. You might give them advice. You're going, you always like that? Or this something that you had to learn to kind of like just play a little bit back and kind of not be too assertive? I think I've always been like that. Yeah. I always been like that because again, I always understood team. I always understood that team win championships. No one person win the championship, not even me. Mm-hmm. And it's my label. I can't do this shit by myself. You know what I'm saying? Be young the artist. Like I got 20, 30 staff members. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to go. You know what I'm saying? I yeah, got yeah. 20, 30 staff members to me is this just as important. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause I can't do it all without them. You know what I mean? Like we working 24 hours around the clock for eight, nine people every day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Fixing shit, planning shit. Mark, you know what I mean? Like, um, you can't do that. You can't do that by yourself. You, you know what I mean? You gotta have the right team. Yeah, that I was I was just going there because as you're talking, I'm thinking to myself, yes, you you're signing artists, but when you sign artists, they come with an entourage of people. But on top of just signing them, you're actually every time you get a new artist and they are super successful. You're scaling. Yeah. And so you have to hire new people to help with that scaling process. So like how involved in, in, in that are you? Are you, is it somebody like who, who are the people on the team that make sure that I, right, we're going to a point, we got to scale. What's the budget? You know, who's making pay? Like who's doing all that? Oh, we, got the, we got the, we got the one, we ain't, we ain't running no like, this ain't no. Uh, yeah, cause people forget that. It's you know a I mean? We ain't running no fake label shit over here. Like, right, right, right. Like, we got everything, you know what I'm saying? All the financial shit, the, uh, you know, uh, HR, like everything is professionally ran. The offices, everything is like, you know what I mean? And I try to bring on, actually, every time we sign an artist, we try to bring on two, three extra staff members. Because we want every artist to have people. Dedicated. It's dedicated to just them. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. every time we bring on an artist, we bring on more staff. Yeah, I think people forget that part. It's like they, you know, you see artists and they become successful. The first thing they want to do is like, I'm going to create a label. But there's, there's a business that goes behind yeah, it. No, you gotta they run miss the, the structure. Business. You got to run the business uh, behind it. Because I ain't finna be, you know, my thing is I ain't doing this shit to look good. I ain't doing this shit for nothing. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't, I'm going to definitely ain't want these niggas just with a hoodie and a logo on it. You know what I mean? Nah, I'm playing I'm playing this shit for real. So let me ask you this, your perspective on this, because we asked artists this and they all kind of have a lot of similar views on it, but they never also actually invested in a person and it might not have working out. What's your viewpoint on 360 deals? I feel like business is business, right? You know what I mean? Going back to what I was telling you about myself in my younger days, right? In my younger business ventures, I think business is business. Right, I think uh, who said this? The Hove or somebody say this? Like, like what's a hundred percent of zero? Yeah, Jay, I think right? so. Right. Mm-hmm. So to me, you ain't thinking logical when you think you get everything and nobody get nothing from you. <laughs> you you're not. That's not common sense, right. bro. Right, bro. You know what I mean? So if if we meet, uh, just give us a name. Say this is a brand new artist. We walk out this building today, right? What's your value today? How much you getting for a show today? How many records you selling today? How much merch you selling today? <laughs> Nothing. You know what I mean? You grossing five hundred a year dollars, <laughs> right? <laughs> so now let's say us three put the money in, put the work in. Now you making five hundred million a year or five million, whatever. Yeah. We don't fucking get none of that. 
Sure. Because it's a term, they say 360 and it don't sound cool and mm-hmm. you seem like you're more bossed up because you ain't in one. It's bullshit. That ain't business. Stand on business. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you basically telling me you want me to put up my money, you want me to put up my time, you want me to take my risk, but you don't want me to get nothing. Or take because I I have a because it ain't guaranteed that you are gonna win. Here's my here's my here's my opinion. You mean it ain't guaranteed that you even gonna win? Here's my opinion on this. I want, I'm interested. I, I said this and I got some backlash. To me, there's no such thing as a bad deal because people. And here's how I view this: people say they got a bad deal after the deal, like three years after you're educated, after you have enough money. But in that moment, you wouldn't have taken a deal if it was bad. Like hindsight is twenty twenty. You can't look at it like that. Like you saying, like, yeah, I got five hundred thousand. But yeah, in that moment, five hundred thousand changed your life. But in that moment, you didn't have five hundred dollars. Exactly. Yeah. You feel me? Exactly. And you had no outlets, and you had no team, and you had no information even how to get five thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you maybe wouldn't have never made it. Chances are, probably not. You feel me? Yeah. So, so I mean, but I do. I believe in being fair. You know what I mean? And that's again with me being an artist first. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you have to do you got to do correct business. I believe that you do you have to be fair. So I don't think the going back to your question, I don't think the thing is bad. You know what I mean? Now you can dive into what the percentages of it is. Mm-hmm. And it's different. You know what I mean? If you're taking everything from them, it's different. Cause now you ain't being fair. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah. but the idea of I don't supposed to eat with you, but I can work with you. That ain't common sense to me. Yeah. So as an exec, like let's say we get this so-called artist. What's the process of rolling out a new artist? You've done it plenty of times and you've done it successfully. So what's that process like? Is it, are we looking for what they have that's original to the market? What's the analytics? Where they popping at? What's their sound? Like what, what how, how does that process work when you're debuting somebody new? I think I think every artist is different. Again, going back to I think every artist is a different business. Mm-hmm. So I think the approaches are different depending on what artist it is, what what genre of music it is, where they from. You know what I mean? Like uh, what the focus is. So I think to me the first step is identifying who the audience is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who, who we going after? Because if we know who we going after, then we start to build the plan from there. If we going after the streets. We're going out to the internet. We're going crossover. Like, what were we, what we, what we trying to do? Because each one of them is a different map. Yeah. So I think the most important thing is a lot of people skip the first step, which is identifying which you even is. You know, one of the first things most artists say when you meet them, you ask them, so what type of, because this one you're trying to identify the audience, you're like, so what type of, not comparing yourself to anybody, but what type of artist you, just so we understand who the, Demographic in the audience is like, oh, I do everything. That's <laughs> tough. <laughs> Think about it. Yeah. Because most artists from a talent level, you probably can. You probably can do everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nowadays, you got artists who can rap and sing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got artists who can like, so you could be. But when we trying to identify who we going after, who the audience, that ain't a good answer. Because now we just sitting there like, we don't know. We don't know who to who to go to least first. Yeah. Even if we're gonna go in mo- multiple audiences, like we don't even know where to start it. I say this thing of like, you may have somebody that work at a, a the Benz dealer, and he the um every month he the employee of the month. He sell a hundred Benz a month. 
then you take him to a Kia store and he can't sell a car. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's because he don't know the options. He don't that. know the options to the car that he's selling. So you, I got to know the options. You know what I'm saying? To even, to even sell the product. So let me ask you this. Um, switching gears a little bit. You're an entrepreneur, not just in the business of music, but all types of businesses. DC United. Yeah. You are part owner of that. That's the soccer club football for all the Europeans. Um, how'd you get into that and what's the deal with that? Um I had a meeting with one of the other I had a mean initial meeting with one of the other owners of the team. You know, we was talking about something different at first and you know, between building the relationship and talking and telling what I was trying to do you know, my visions in life and where I was trying to go with. I think the opportunity just presented presented itself, you know what I'm saying? And I was in position to take the opportunity when it presented itself. Uh, and that's one of my biggest things, like, I feel I'm trying to do with diversifying entrepreneurship, you know, and as a, and as a, who I am and what I represent to the culture just to show that we could do other shit. We can do other things, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, of course we don't got to street hustle. We don't got to just do rap music either. Yeah. We can own professional sports team. We can do real estate. We can do trucking companies. We can do, you know, we can be in tech investments. We can be in whatever consumer goods, whatever we desire to be in. If we, you know, stay on point and stay on your pivot like you, you need to be. Yeah. And make sure you're in position. One of my biggest things, make sure you're in position when the opportunity presents itself. That's right. If, if you're not there, you, you wouldn't be able to, to be part of the ownership. Was it MLS intentionally or was it because that was the opportunity that was presented in front of you? Because it is a fast-growing league. I'm not even sure if people understand how fast the league is growing, how much the appreciation from 20 years ago on some of these these clubs. DC United was a prestigious one. Yeah. Um, and, and congratulations on being part of it. Was it intentional MLS or it was based on the opportunity that presented itself? I think it was based on the opportunity at the time, you know what I'm saying? But I think things are full circle, meaning like um, some of the guys that, that, that I was able to, um, how I was able to get into that, mm -hmm. I had knew from years and years and years ago because they had something to do with the Memphis Grizzlies team. And I was trying to buy into the Memphis Grizzlies. And unfortunately, right. I didn't. I wasn't able to do it, but I was trying to do it. I was trying to buy in the Memphis Grizzlies a decade before I got into DC United, but it's some of the same people. Mm -hmm. Okay, you, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, their relationship yeah. started ten years before that. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. And you know, ten years later, that opportunity presented presented itself. Yeah, I I, I saw this uh, a couple of weeks ago. You know, as MLS, you at the at the White House, and I'm looking at Yo Gotti, and I'm looking at Jill Biden. And I'm wondering to myself, the guy who made youngsters on the come up is now standing next to the first lady. What was that moment like uh, for you? I mean, for me, it, it's it's like I look at everything just like, um, I don't know, I'm just a selfless person. So I don't even like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like everything I think about is like us. You know what I mean? When I say us, I mean just like, like the culture, the environment, where we come from, meaning like, I just look at everything like I'm there, like we there. Mm. Like, I just hope that people see that like, man, we get, we her, or we can be her. We can, you know what I'm saying? Like, because these things, I didn't even like, that wasn't even part of my plan. Like keeping the G, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, 10, 15 years ago, I wasn't thinking about, that wasn't even in the goals. 
I wasn't thinking about, man, I'm get to the White House. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm yeah. just figuring out trying to be a successful financial hustler. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, I'm, I'm grateful for, for, for everything that happens, you know what I'm saying? And I, I take it serious and I respect it. And, um, and you know, I'm proud of, uh, proud of everything, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was watching I, I, the, the soccer skills. They're okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, but you know, my son plays soccer. Does he? So yeah. that's how I got introduced to the sport. It's the only sport my son ever played. Mm -hmm. So, you know, being a father, going to practice, going to games, I learned about soccer. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I didn't grow up like, I don't know if I've even, I've probably never even seen a soccer field where I grew up at, mm -hmm. you know? I thought a, a soccer ball was a flat basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like the first couple of times we playing with a soccer ball, like why this shit ain't bouncing? You know what I'm saying? So, um, but you know, my son, he go to, he, he living a different life than I live. So he, his school got a soccer field at the school and that's the sport that he decided to play. Yeah. You know, so I'm just, whatever he decided, I'm supporting it. So I, I learned the, the rules of the game yeah. and everything through him. You know what I mean? So that was a different accomplishment for me too because when I was able to go back to him and be like, Yo, you heard of DC United? We thinking about buying into the team. What you think? You know what I mean? I was able to get his advice on just soccer in general yeah. and, the, and the team. And like he was a big part of that whole transition for me. So that's a whole nother feeling that's and the fine. compliment for me to like be able to uh have my son almost uh walking me through through the through the through the deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fine. So talk about um Prive. The yeah. restaurant in Memphis. Yeah, you know, Prevay is a, it's like a staple, a staple of Memphis now. That what it, it became is one of the uh, spots. I feel like anybody come through Memphis, they stop it. It's a family ran business. You know, um, when it comes to that, that's probably one of the hardest things I ever done. The restaurant. Out of every business I ever ran, that's the hardest Definitely. thing I ever tried to do. Yeah, And it's probably the only business I ever failed it in a sense. Like myself personally, like when I was running it hands on myself the first couple of years it opened, when I was trying to do everything hands on, like when I say fail, not that we ever went out of business or went up. The time has come, ladies and gentlemen. Invest Fest, that's right. That's right. Invest Fest 2023 is here. August 25th, 26th, and 27th in Atlanta, Georgia. We are taking it to a new level. Bigger than ever this year, we're going to do 20,000 people in Atlanta, Georgia. I want you to do yourself a favor. Head over to investfest.com right now. We will have activations from Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, three days, musical performances, billionaires. Everything is gonna be a completely life-changing experience. Vendor Marketplace, Food Truck Village, you know how we do. Don't wait, don't hesitate, head over now. Under, meaning that the numbers was upside down, way upside down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it didn't make business sense. Like if I want financially who I was probably making paper other places, the average person probably couldn't even support it. It would have been shut down. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause I'm taking paper that I'm making other places, keeping it open. You know what I'm saying? But it once I gave it to, I stepped away from it and gave it to like my family, you know, my mama and sister them to run it. You know, they turned it around. How'd they turn it around? 
I, I you had to ask them. Man. I don't <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Congrats like, to them. What do you, what do you think? The, what, do, what do you think the problem? Obviously, restaurant one of the hardest businesses to be successful in. Period. Like I think like ninety percent of restaurants fail. But from your perspective as a restaurateur, you said you was actually hands on. What was the issues that you was having? I think I think for one, you got to like to be successful in a restaurant. If it's not a chain, I think you have to be there. You have to be in there, like you know what I'm saying. You have mm -hmm. to like have a true sense of you know everything that's happening. Everybody that's working for you, it's one of the biggest stealth businesses you ever have. You know me, I call myself like just hiring the best people. You know what I'm saying? So I wasn't running it myself, but, but I'm like, okay, this person worked for this restaurant, I'm gonna pay you more, and this person worked this here, and I'm gonna pay you more, and I'm, I'm trying to assemble. The best the team, team to run it, yeah, yeah. and it still won't work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm paying, like I'm paying people more than what they was getting paid at their job to come run the restaurant because I'm thinking that's the right thing to do. Mm. You feel me? But it ain't work. You know what I'm saying? And my family went in there, and I don't know, you know what they did. <laughs> the they, 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 they 360. <laughs> they joined, turned it around, and you know they ain't needed enough for me since. <laughs> you feel me? And, and it been up and running. Smooth so, for seven eight years was just them. So you, you got the investment inside of the MLS. You got the restaurant. Are other things that interest you in, in the terms of investing, in, like real estate or even even the stock market or things like that? Yeah, I do. I do a little bit of all that. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been in the real estate, real estate. Like uh, I love real estate. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I like that. I do a lot of real estate. I also invest in like you know, I got some tech investments, some silent. Investments we play, we got money in the market. You know, we try to like move it around. Diversifying. Yeah. <laughs> Phase clan, you involved with that? Yeah. Early too. I was in there early. Talk about that. You know what's so crazy is that Phase Clan, I never heard of it before. My son, he's 12 and he's like a gamer. And he's the one that actually told me about Phase Clan and Phase Jarvis and all these different people. And I started to research them and I really like their business model and just the name phase clan remind me like wu-tang clan yeah where it's like different people they all got their own personalities but they're all under one roof um so yeah talk about your yeah how you found those guys and what made you want to be involved in that so i think i think as you're moving around right you probably heard people say that like hip-hop music it's a vehicle right if you're smart you understand that what we do in the music is a vehicle to get other places right mm -hmm. so um example I was doing promo with an artist, Blockboy JB. Mm -hmm. I was doing promo with him, and we had to go do some content at some influencer's house. This house happened to be the Face Clan house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think in a YouTube or Rice Gum or something like that. It was a big YouTuber. And uh, so we in there, and when we get to her, I'm kind of like amazed by their setup. Cause they got like three mansions, two, three mansions side by side, but they use them as like content, house. content houses. Mm -hmm. I, I had never seen nothing like that. I'm like, so what y'all do now? <laughs> you know what I'm so hold up, who? So I got, the, you know, me being a hustler, my antennas jump up immediately. Who, who, who the manager? Let me get your information. <laughs> and it, it kind of started there. Like, and it started from me just taking an artist to do some promo. And that led into me getting the contact of their managers and having meetings and meetings with them later, later on. And again, full surface where I end up investing in them. You know what I'm saying? But it really that's how I started me me going to do promo on some music shit. Hustle's ambition. Yeah. So it's it's very interesting that we got interrupted by Mike Rubin and we're here <laughs> in the Rock Nation office. 
I want to talk about your, your, your social justice uh, that you've been doing. I know you and Jay recently y'all, y'all, y'all called off the suit with the Mississippi uh, State yeah. Penitentiary. Yeah. Can you talk about what, what that was about and some of the improvements that were, were happening because of the suit? I mean, the whole goal is to, was to get improvements in the prison for the prisoners. You know what I'm saying? That's what it's all about. We're just trying to make it, you know, um, you know, make it a better place for for the people that was in parchment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they they stepped up and added some programs, some better health care programs, some uh, mental health programs, and actually changed a, a lot of the systems around that was in there from when we first took action on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, but, um, you know, we still got to watch it. We still got to watch it closely and make sure that, you know, they doing what they supposed to be doing. Yeah, what, what made you want to get involved? I mean, you know, I come from a family. Anybody that know me, like, you know, my family, I'm like one of them. Uh, I grew up in uh, with my family being in prisons. Mm-hmm. So just that whole subject is, uh, is, you know, it's a delicate situation to me. I grew up visiting prisons my whole child life, going to the fed joint. I'm here to see my auntie going to this fed joint to see my other auntie, my father in prison. I'm writing him. I'm sending him money. My brother in prison. I'm writing him. I'm going to visit him. So I always travel in and out of visitations in prison. It's my family. They still regular people. These mm-hmm. my loved ones. They may be doing time, but they still humans. You can't treat them like animals. And you, you feel me? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's supposed to be prison. Supposed to be for rehabilitation, right? You know what I mean? It ain't mm-hmm. for what we see happening in parchment. So when we see the videos come out. And the pictures of what was happening in in, in Parliament, it's like inhumane conditions. So, yeah. you know, that could be, you know, one of our brothers, cousins, uncles, daddies, you know, anybody that end up in prison for anything. Yeah. I only ask because, I mean, we there's plenty of artists who could be doing something, but very few do do something. And so I was, when I'm reading it, when I first heard the, the news about it uh, a couple of years ago, I'm like, Stand up, I mean, which is your character. Um, and Mississippi, like I beg y'all, you know, that's what I was Memphis. gonna say. The proximity, you, know, you, you cross over one street, and you, you know, you probably still think you're in Memphis, but you're actually in Mississippi, yeah, you know what I mean? That's like our tri state area. So, I actually had partners and stuff that was been that done time in that prison before, mm. you know, what I mean? like I know people that actually done time in that same prison. Let me ask you this as far as um, AI. What's your thoughts on AI? You know, we see a lot. Yo, of, AI crazy. Use it? <laughs> nah, I'm still trying to like understand it fully. Um, I tried to use it actually on this mixtape. Oh yeah, to, yeah. To, like your voice? Yeah, it's a it's a um, it's a skit on this mixtape where it's a news person talking on the on the front of the song with me and Moneybag Yo. Call mm-hmm. mind my business. Yeah, we tried to get AI to do that. <laughs> It ain't turn out right though. The voice did it sound. sounded too like robotic and uh like a computer. Okay. Mm. But we actually tried to do it. Mm. Like it's like if it's a it's a talking part in um mind my business, like a news reporter in driveway furniture, it's another talking part in there. We tried to do, you know what I'm saying? On the quick tilt, we like, yo, we just we just get AI to do it. You know what I mean? So we tried it, but it ain't turn out the proper way. So we had to end up getting somebody to actually do it. What's your thoughts on it, though? I just think I think it's like next world, like next, uh, what you, what they call it, you know, way up three, that shit maybe way up four or five. I don't know, like <laughs> just what you're seeing doing it. It's kind of scary though, that idea that, you know, it makes you wonder, like, 
Like, what going to be, like, the need for people? You know what I mean? Like, if, if you can put this, if you can go on AI and get anything done. I was telling somebody in my company, like, we was just hiring somebody and asked me I wanted to read the resume. I said, nah. <laughs> like, they could have done this shit on AI. <laughs> you feel me? Like, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like they could have just, you can write me a resume. Say I was the best so-and-so from this you know what I'm saying? And and, it, and the best piece of paper can, you can print out can come out, right? So I'm like, nah, you got to just, you know, we got to interview them. We got to put them in our face and we got to we gotta uh, fill it out like that because <laughs> it's, it's different tools to play with out here now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can get tricked. You can get tricked easily. And um, I don't know, maybe it take, like, make, make shit seem more lazier because. Yeah. I mean, you get the answers or you get the work done, you can too yeah. easily almost. In a yeah. sense. It's going to be more efficient. But even from, I mean, I think that's dope that you tried to incorporate, which means that you were educated on it because you knew what it was. I wonder from your standpoint as the exec of, of a label, are you educating the artists about like what's ahead for them, right? Because even from a standpoint, like if I wanted to create a verse that sounded like you, and put that out. I'm not sure how you stop me, right? Because it technically is can't a, stop it. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. For him, you, you can't stop it. And so, like, if that song now becomes something that becomes a hit, social media, to, you never know. TikTok, how you feel, how you feel take about that. that I mean, take somebody me, somewhere. Me as a hustle, I'm just trying to figure out how we eat off of it. Yeah, that's I ain't part. tripping. Like, what? It. How we get? Okay, you, what you doing? What, what what's that part? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, you know, I'm all I'm hustle first. I'm trying to figure out, like, you know. How, to me, I got an issue with it. If you're doing it, we can't get cut in. Now we got an issue. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you bust it down, figure out how to, you know what I'm saying? It up. Figure how to bust it down and go to work. That's you know what I'm saying? If you can figure out how to bust it down, man, y'all go to work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. It's going to be an interesting time, right? Because that, that, that's one of those things. That it would be a, a copyright claim, but, but who... Who are you facing that that charge with, right? The person who created it or the AI that created it? I think they're trying to figure it out right now. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a lot of back and forth about trying to figure out, like, you know, how they're going to work, how they, like, what's right, what's wrong, what's, you know what I'm saying, who yeah. you reach out to, how you get compensated. So, so the one thing case. that artists do have in their advantage is that AI can't, well, not yet, can't do a live show. Right, like that's one of those things that when we saw we saw a Tupac Tower brand, but that happened ten years ago. For, exactly, I'm just saying. As I said, yet yeah, I'm saying it's not going to happen. It hasn't happened yet, so they still have that to their advantage. But what we're seeing now is that a lot of times when people are going on tours and we're seeing people's reaction to the live show has changed. Right, ticket sales have changed over over the past couple of years. COVID has affected that. What are your thoughts about? having an artist being ready to go out on a tour, being uh, opening that for a tour. How do you prepare them for that moment based on like the data that y'all got? Like an artist being an opening act on a tour? Yeah, like getting them ready to go out on tour. Or tour, yeah, how do you feel about touring, period? Cause yeah. to, so the talk is that touring is, is slowing down right now for a lot of artists. Man, I, I look at it like this, right? It's like, you know, it's just adjustments, bro. As a hustler, you gotta know how to adjust. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, every day ain't gonna be the best day. You know what I mean? It, it come with it. Like, you got to adjust. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's going to be your tour. Sometimes it's somebody else's tour. You 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 opening up or you direct support. You just got to know how to, like, adjust and, and get the business done. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think the whole thing with, with them saying tickets, sales, declining, or it ain't a good time for touring. But it's still people. 
You know what I mean? Still people in the building. So what's the difference? You got maybe it's 8,000 instead of 12. Mm -hmm. Adjust the numbers. Adjust the venue size. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like to me, just go back in the beginning. Like I ain't no... I ain't, I ain't no complaining. <laughs> like, but see what it is, and let let and let keep going. It, because and, you know, uh, years ago, uh, hip hop was down. Then hip hop was the number one genre music. Now it went down a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that, but you're yeah. gonna have adjustments in business in any business. If you were selling donuts or uh, t-shirts, you probably have a year where you would have been is up thirty percent. You may have a uh, a year would have been is down ten percent. It's just, that's a like a it, it, it's a, it's a, a cause of business. So I, I think people just overreacting on the shit. Basically, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying. I think you know it's a lot of tours out. You know everybody been excited to get outside. We've been, we've been down COVID. Yeah. You know what I mean. But I, I don't think I think it's just to me it's regular schedule program and it's just one of those things where you know next year everything may be back up. Yeah. Is, is that still, from an artist standpoint, the when we're talking about revenues of income for an artist touring, is, is that still number one above everything else, or are there other things like maybe sponsorships or ad deals or something like that that they have? Depending on who you is, I think. But I also I always think touring is like probably the fastest money to get because you can get it every weekend, right? Two three times a weekend, right now, <laughs> right here, right. So yeah. I think touring is gonna always be like a big a big income revenue for artists. Yeah. A lot of artists get have issues. IRS or their accountant might have taken advantage of them or business manager. You ever have any issues? Um no, I ain't had no, I ain't had them type I ain't had them type of issues. But I did have um I didn't have them type of issues where it affected me, but I did have a um I call it I wanna call it I call it a a, a lack of information in the beginning when it came to that, when it came to that area. You know, unfortunately for me, because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good with my money. I'm good with saving money. I'm good with keeping money. That even when I learned the information, I was in position to handle it. Mm. You know what I mean? Because we grew up, we grew up, I grew up. Um, maybe they should teach this in school too, because I grew up thinking when, you, when we heard of taxes, my mom and them got tax money. Mm -hmm. That's when we got new joints. <laughs> we got new yeah. outfits. We got new it joints. Tax, it, was a, yeah. it was a celebration when it was tax time. <laughs> right. Waiting on tax time. That was better fact. than Christmas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't know in the you know in my even in my earliest stages of getting money, I didn't know we had to pay. Mm -hmm. So it ain't that I didn't want to pay or that I wouldn't pay. Yeah. I didn't know mm -hmm. because a lack of information. They ain't teach me that in school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying they didn't, nobody taught me that in school. When I opened up my bank and started putting big chicks in the bank, my banker didn't tell me I had to pay taxes. I didn't have a CPA in the beginning, so I didn't know that, right? So um, for me, I was buying real estate early, right? And I just happened to get a letter. They say like, "Yo, we gonna uh, what they call it? Like seize your property if you don't pay this." And yeah, put a lien on it. I didn't even know you had to pay property taxes mm. on a house that you had paid cash yeah, for. Yeah, like that keep, keep in mind that this, at this time, Brian, I got 10, 15 houses mm. I didn't pay cash for that I didn't have for four, five years that I never paid property taxes on because I didn't know for five years. Yeah, wow. I didn't know. So yeah. it just so happened that I get a letter in the mail telling me that they want to they're gonna seize the properties. 
if I don't pay these property taxes and I get a letter about the tax. But I, you know what I'm saying? So I hear my lawyer at the time that wasn't even a tax lawyer. He just, you know, he was a criminal lawyer. <laughs> a lawyer I know from back in the G. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I hear him like, yo, let me, I need to see you these papers. And he he sent me to a, a tax lawyer and a CPA, you know what I mean? And uh and I sat down with them and they they pretty much put me on game, you know what I'm saying? Like this is how this work, this is how this go, you know what I mean? Go get your statements, we'll look, get everything together. This is what you owe, this is how it go. Mm. Like all right, cool. But luckily for you, you had you had money. Yeah, saved. I had the paper to, to to handle it, but I think um I think um I do think that's a thing though. Cause I do I do think there's a thing where depending on where you how you grow up, you may not even know that exists and then you ain't good with the paper. And by the time it comes to to your front doorstep, mm-hmm. you ain't in position. Well, let me ask so you. So you in the hole from the you in the you deep in the hole. So one of the things I do, you know, one of the things I do, we make sure we tell the artist that first time we right. give you a dollar. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We give yeah. you money. Yo, make sure you're doing this. And we even advise certain things. Make sure you get you a CPA. Make sure you get you this. Make sure you, you get you that. Do you set them up with one or yeah, do, we, you have, do you give them a CPA to work? No, 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 no. I don't ever want to give an artist nothing like that because I don't never want to be like, oh, it's you set me up. They show people. Conflict of interest. You know what I'm saying? They yeah, show yeah, people yeah. and the money ain't right and mm-hmm. I ain't doing that. I, I want you know that. what I mean? I'm giving you the information like, yo, you need this, you need that, you need this, and this why. And I'm giving them the example, the same thing I just told y'all, man. This is what happened to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I ain't knowing, you know, this is what happened. So make sure this don't happen to you. Hold yeah. on. Let me just ask one follow-up. So we have, I have a friend who, who's an executive at a label, and he brought the idea where, you know, in the NBA and, and the NFL, they have, like, the rookie symposium. When you get drafted, like, all of the rookies come to, like, Vegas for like the weekend and they give them all different types of lessons and like one of the lessons is like they get like financial advisors to like educate them yeah a lot of people don't listen but at least they got like boot camp so he was saying like they should have like a, a symposium for all like artists I think when so. you first get a record deal like you gotta go through this at least you can say that you wasn't you didn't know like you know I mean like now you make a conscious decision not to pay taxes that's on you but it's like you know like you say you take a kid 18 17 years old I never really even had a job yeah. And you know how you really expect him to know about handling all of this. So yeah. what's, what's your thoughts on, on that idea? No, I agree with that. I agree with that. I actually was, uh, I actually was talking to a, a, a man, somebody I know that do management and he was telling me that they don't even take clients unless part of their contract is you have to have a CPA for them to even do business with you. Like we're not even doing mm. Straight up business with just us and you when it come to financial, like we want to deal with your CPA, so it's always clean and straight up from the from the beginning. That's something I actually may uh, start implicating in my contracts. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I think it's important. Like I just think like you know I do non music related jobs and, uh, for my artists. Now I mean like stuff like that. We talk about it, help them do. Whatever it is, if you're trying to buy a house, a car, like we involved in anything you allow us to be involved in, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, we look at you as family. We don't want you to do it wrong. We don't want you to pay more because you didn't have the right information to do it. Mm-hmm. We don't want nobody to scam you. You know what I'm saying? We don't want you to run into these hurdles that we probably already ran through. We already paid for the mistakes, so we don't try to bypass you past those mistakes so i work with all my artists on 
stuff like that. It's non-music related. There ain't no nothing I, I owe to do in my contract. That just like from the you know goodness of our heart, I want to see you know our family do it the right way. So I do think if they was putting it you know in the record labels, a, a part of the structures, or you know in the schools again, because. You know, I ain't no, you know, I ain't no dumb nigga. You feel me? Like, you feel me? Like, I, I made A's in school. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't know about it. Yeah. So I wouldn't even say like, you know what I'm saying? How, yeah. they'll, try, how they'll try to play on us like, yeah. oh, you from a certain place? You don't yeah. know? Nah. You know, I, I, I'm one of the ones that had A's. Yeah. I still didn't know about it. Yeah. I mean, that, <laughs> it's a fact. I mean, it's, it's something that we're working on as well to get curriculum put into the, the school district. We're starting here in New York City, but hopefully it will be something that goes throughout the United States and eventually throughout the world. I, w- I was wondering this, though, from a standpoint of being an independent artist and having the margins when you're independent and look a little different. What's your thoughts about streaming in, in, in this day and age and, and having you know, people rely on streaming as a source of income because, again, we don't really know how much one stream is equaled or we don't know how much a million streams is equal. So what's your thoughts about that? Because we've seen you put out plenty of hits, right? Like multi-platinum hits. So what's your thoughts on streaming in this day and age? Um, I mean, I actually like streaming better than than how it was, you know, when it was just physical CDs. Mm. Because I think that um, for multiple reasons, I think that um, the... The replay value of a record today, I think, is way more current and stays up than when it was on a physical CD. I feel like if you scratched up your CD and lost it or lost it, was you really going back to the store to buy the CD over and over Mm. and over again? I feel like you don't got to deal with it. You just pick up your phone and you can listen to that song from 10 years ago whenever you feel like it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? As the world gets smarter, also people, people get lazier. So I don't think a, a core hard Gotti fan is going to buy their CD ten times over. You know what I'm saying? But I think you will listen to it yeah. on your phone yeah. Yeah. whenever you feel like it or you get in their mood. Yeah. You can go back twenty years if you want to. Yeah. Right here at your fingertip. So I like the idea of uh, streaming. I think it's been some research too that showed that catalog performance performs better with streaming. I think. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I ain't, I ain't got no issue with streaming. I actually like it. I think we just got to keep, you know, keep keep working on it to make sure we get our fair share of, of, you know, the business off of it. Speaking of fair share, just a quick follow-up. I wonder if the good folks at Instagram ever reached out to you <laughs> after you put out the song DM. Nah. <laughs> Snapchat either. Oh my gosh. Snapchat or DM. <laughs> yeah, oh my I ain't Snapchat. never I ain't never got a dollar. Jeez. You feel me? <laughs> a yeah. lot a lot of swimming happened in the DMs. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I feel like they owe me a nice one. Jeez. Owe me a nice little Equity check. Equity play on that one, man. For <laughs> sure. Some stock. You know what I'm saying? Cut the check, man. Nah, we appreciate you, man. Um, before we leave. Any uh, words of advice for any, you know, entrepreneur, anybody that, you know, might be looking at you for guidance, like, you know, any daily routines or anything that you want to just kind of, you know, give some words of encouragement or anything? Um, I just say, you know, whatever you're doing, do it. You know what I mean? Like, do it for real. You know what I'm saying? Like, time is the most valuable thing in the world. That's, that's your biggest asset. So don't play with it. If you're going to do it, do it for real. You know what I'm saying? Do it. You know, even if, if people don't think you can do it, you know what I mean? Prove them wrong and, 
and and, and uh, achieve whatever it is you want to achieve and and um uh test yourself or challenge yourself challenge yourself to do more or or, or leave a bigger impact you know what i mean that's what I'm on right now. I'm trying to build a legacy. Everything is about the impact, how many, how many people I can help, how many people I can touch, you know, while I'm, while I'm on my journey mm. to do what I'm trying to do, how many people I can bring with me, how many lives we can change, you know what I'm saying, along the way. Uh, yeah, keep it pushing. Pop your shit. Appreciate you. Oh, oh I got a question for y'all, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. I got a question for y'all, because y'all left me off that list, too. You saw the list. Oh, I, yeah. I was going. I was going to bring up the list. It was uh, honorable mention. He was definitely in the in the conversation. So you know, the conversation. everybody was sending me that. I'm like, I ain't. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, Woody, all right. So let's talk about this then. So what's your top ten? And this was actually he was involved in this. It was us three. Yes. Um, we, we called in a few friends. Who do we have on that list? We had. Birdman at number one. We did. We, we had, had Jay. Diddy. Can we pull this list up? Doctor Dre. Please. We had JD. We very, had, very important. Uh, Let me see. Irv was in there. Hold on. But I, I'm happy that it reached you. <laughs> I pulled it up. I pulled it up. All right, so here we go. Here we go. This is the list. We'll put it on the, on the graphic. So we did it. Everybody was doing a top 10 rapper list, top 50 rapper list. So we wanted to be different. And we put together a top 10 list of hip hop label CEOs. Number 10. Marion Suge Knight. Any, any nope. argument there? Nope. Suge Knight. Number 10. Number 9, Jermaine Dupree. Number 8, Dame Dash. Number 7, L.A. Reid. Number 6, Master P. Number 5, Russell Simmons. Russell Simmons. Yeah. Number 4, Dr. Dre. Number 3, oh. Jay-Z. Number 2, Diddy. And number 1 was Birdman. Brian Williams. Baby. But that counts as baby and slim. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um... But we did have an honorable. We did have an honorable man. We, we, did have so honorable we had fifteen, and then everybody was like, "Nah, it has to be 10. So the honor, CMG was on there. You were on there. And the honorable mention. Yeah, yeah. Because we all we also had uh, quality control on there as well. QC. Because it was a lot of like, wait, there was quality control. They were on there. Irv, you didn't say Irv was in our, our honorable mention as Irv well. Gotti? Yeah, Irv was in there as well. Mm. I know. I respect all them. I feel like. Uh, you know, I feel like P, P probably should have been higher. Master P. P, you yeah. put him, he's number five. So you put him I higher. I think P about, P about five, about six. six. I six. think I had P like six. Same. No, yeah. we had Russell Simmons in front of him, Dr. Dre, Jay-Z, Puff, and, and, and Birdman. Yeah. Who would be your top five? Who I mean, P most definitely got to be at the top. Bird. See, I feel like, you know, I just feel like in the South, we hustle different. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we had bigger challenges. True. Fair. That's you know true. what I'm saying? So Fair. to see what P accomplished, to see what uh you know Master P accomplished, see what Birdman and Slim accomplished. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, I don't think y'all ain't had rap a lot enough. We had Jay. I was Jay gonna Prince. say Jay Prince was an honorable well, mention as well. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If we could just be so. All right, Suge Knight. I felt like he had the most powerful record label, but it was for a very short period of time. But when you look at Snoop, Dr. Dre, and Tupac. Tupac. It's kind of difficult to go against that. Can't argue that. And he revolutionized the game as far as that independent structure on a very large scale. Yeah. Jermaine Dupri is underrated. 
very underrated because he has a long it, consistency. I, I got super respect for Jermaine. Jermaine a producer too, though, right? That's and, why and, he's a song, and a songwriter. Because he's a, he's a producer, but he's an executive too. Yeah. So some people argue, yes, more of his catalog might be R and B, but people forget a lot of the hip hop that he's done. He did yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, he, he is a successful artist. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Dame Dash changed the game. They were arguing that one too because we should have maybe have put Jay together, but we separated Jay because Jay had a long, rock nation. Jay Dame, I love Dame and Death, but it kind of ended after Rockefeller. Right. Jay is still twenty years later and still. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. And L.A. Reid is L.A. Reid. Masterpiece. L.A. Reid, we took from LaFace to him coming. He's to, not just hip hop. No, I'm saying we start. I was gonna say we start LaFace, but we go to to Def Jam to Epic. So we had to put. Yeah, I learned. In. I learned a lot from L.A. Reid. Like one of my mentors. Be be when, when I said I want going, when I said I want going rock with a major again, yeah. I was I was standing on it, and L.A. Reid was the person that made me like start back working with a major. So I done a label deal with Epic with L.A. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and uh, I learned a lot I'm from L.A. Right. So you yeah. said what is? But Master P, he's, he, a lot of people said like he should have been much higher, but he did have a hell of a run. Um, but it was shorter. P? Master P? <laughs> Percy Miller Short? and his friend. Um, shorter, 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 shorter. So the oh, the oh, the so? Here's oh, why, man. Man, the people putting out what fifty albums? No, 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 no. But they had they back. The time period, the time period. They was in from like with like mid nineties to to ninety nine. Maybe a, maybe two thousand ish, but so, the reason, but this, but this the reason what I'm it was saying. shorter was because of the success of Cash Money. That's what I'm saying too, though. I studied this shit. Yeah. This shit like it's like class to me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I like this. I looked at everybody's story. I watched everybody. Any if you put out any story, wrote any book, I read everybody's story. I watched everybody, you know, where everybody uh went up it. I watched where everybody failed it. Yeah. That's that's homework for me. You know what I'm saying? That's how I learned directly and indirectly. When I say somebody like P, to me it's a difference from, you know, if you get a and I ain't taking nothing from nobody, but to me. You playing with different tools, meaning if like if you go into one of these record labels already in New York, right? Mm -hmm. And you and you and the system is there, and you create good music. You already have the system, but I'm telling you, niggas like Pete created the system from nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't have, they weren't playing with the same tools. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They weren't playing with the same tools. And then if you look at the numbers. Numbers the numbers triple or four or five times, and they weren't playing with the same tools. And you have a 90 10 split, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, this, like, this was crazy. So, what's your tool? It, it, it's, it's different. And we're we, we, we just talking music about it. So, like, anything that they've done out. So, like, he's done a lot of things outside of music, of course. So, we was just talking music. Who's your top five CEOs? Top five. Top five, I'm going, man. I'm going Jay just because, like, Jay, like, it's like what Jay do is like, are you saying just music? No, no, just for music. Like record label CEOs. Record label CEOs. Record label CEOs. So not what they did outside of music, just what they were able to accomplish. In but, but I don't, but I don't but know you if you got it. You got it. Because it's all the vehicle. The, that, yeah, so you know that, I mean? that was a part. It's, it's all the vehicle and the impact. It's all the vehicle and the impact that they brought to the culture. Yeah. All right. So that's fine. So all right. So you know what I'm saying? So who's your, you can include outside to your yeah. top five CEOs. I go, I go, I go, I go Jay and P and 
J Master P, Birdman Slim. Uh, who else y'all have on that team? Diddy? Got Diddy in there? <laughs> you don't no, have Diddy in there. Diddy, Diddy, Diddy. No Sean Cole. No Sean Cole. Diddy, Diddy, Diddy. Diddy, Diddy, Diddy. That's 30 years strong. Yeah, Diddy, Diddy one too. <laughs> what? Like, oh, okay, okay. Nah, That's all we on the same page. You can't, you can't play with Diddy. Diddy. <laughs> wow, okay. You have to think too. You got, what about you? You just thinking back. You're like, Mace and Big and yeah. 112. And, and then if you want to do all that. Mary J. And, no, with, with nah, Fresh yeah, Montana. Yeah, Diddy got to be Dr. Dre's not in there? Yeah, Dre. So yeah, Doctor Dre. That would be fun. Dre is a uh, Dre M fifty. Yeah, yeah. Kendrick. Yeah, Kendrick. Who did it? How many I met? That's five. five. Well, who who who? We ain't put that was in the team though. You didn't put yourself. Jay Prince. You didn't put yourself. You didn't put. You didn't put quality control. L.A. Reid. And we had Sylvia Ronan there and Irv Gotti. You didn't put Suge Knight. I'll probably go with that five. I'll probably go with that five and oh. See, I feel like I feel like you know, I feel like when people were sending it to me, oh, <laughs> they said, you know what I mean, I feel like when people were sending it to me, you know, we we living in this two thousand twenty three, twenty two, you know, people got short memories, right? You that's know what I mean? mean? People thinking about CMG now. No, that's a fact. That, people yeah. thinking about QC now. That's a exactly. Fact. That's a fact. You know what I mean? That's, so what, that's, that's what Birdman said. The game right you now. Know I mean? So Birdman responded and said, "Yo, that's dope, but you need to be on it, and quality control need to be on." He it. He said quality control should have been number two. Two, too far. <laughs> He's, he took it too far. He did, but they. I mean, but if you're talking like a, somebody for the I'm past saying, ten years, you're talking about in the last, you know, ten years, no, no, last ten years for sure. Definitely. I mean, who, who, who? I don't know who doing what me and Pete doing. No, no, you. Pete, I'm saying people call. Yeah, 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 yeah. QC. Yeah. You know no, 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 you got the hottest label. Out you know, right. me and Pete talk. Me and Pete talk like. We should have had y'all on there. No, 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 no. I'm saying we talk about like you know is mutual respect of like yeah. you know. You know. Uh, if one of these younger artists lands with myself or him, you know, they got a better shot. Yeah, for sure. One thousand percent. You know what I'm saying? One thousand percent. But it was probably the same as if you if you landed with cash money or, or no limit back yeah. then. You had a better shot or with Rockefeller or do, do you, uh, is there an artist that rough ride or something? You know what is I'm there an artist that y'all were both involved in signing or about to sign and they went with you? Um I don't know. You know, it's a, you know, everybody be out to the same artist kind of. I'm pretty sure we probably were talking to some of the same people at the same time. When I was talking, when I was talking to Glow, I feel like, you know, every record label in the music business was talking to him. And yeah. I was the last one to talk to him. You know what I'm saying? Um, we did some stuff together, uh, like with 42 Doug, you know, little Baby a part of it. Oof. You know what I'm saying? Oof. So I look at that as like, you know, Lil Baby and uh, 4PF. Yeah. You know, QC, it's all the Money same. Money little baby. Uh, umbrella, so you know what I'm saying? Um, no, you're on, you're on a hell of a run. So right now, you, you, you're the highest label right now. You would say? Of course. Where do you rank yourself as all-time CEO? Think you're top 10? Uh, yeah, I think we're in there. I think we're in there, but I also think, you know, humbly, I feel like, we got a lot more work to do. I like the key thing that you just said. You said, you know I didn't ask you about we. I said, do you think you're, I said, do you think you're a top CEO? And I, you said, I think we are in there. Yeah. Like, that's a very, that shows a lot about your character. Yeah. Because again, it ain't the same me by myself. Like if, if I didn't have Bag and I didn't have Glow and I didn't have G and I didn't have Doug, mm. you know what I mean? And, and, and Youngster and Block and all these artists I was able to work with. 
you know, we, we is CMG. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Collective. Like, the, you know, <laughs> you, you got to come together like the transform. You know what I'm saying? We, we put all of us together. We CMG. And I feel like we need, we need every piece. We need every part that will make us, that will make us us. You know what I'm saying? So, um, this, this thing, this thing, this thing we we building is, is all of ours. Well, appreciate you, my brother. We Thank we, you. we will update the list <laughs> from, from, from Gotti' point of view. Uh, I appreciate <laughs> How'd it. How'd I do? I'm glad I was listening to that coming down. Yeah, yeah, from my, yeah my point of view. View. Yeah. Right, I left the W That's off. Put the R in there. Put the R in there. That's that yeah. accent. <laughs> Shout out to Gotti, man. We appreciate your time. Make sure you get the new project. And yes, I showed you, you so. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Earners, what's going on? Listen, EYLU is relaunching, revamping, retooling. That's right, we're creating a new educational experience that's more expensive. Shari, tell me what we got. Yes, 2023. We got a lot in store, a lot planned for you guys. So you know that EYLU already includes monthly financial planning calls with me, book club calls with Troy, real estate calls with MG the Mortgage Guy, access to the home buying blueprint, volume one and volume two. Part of the revamp will include 27 local chapters from across the United States, live interactive teaching, hands-on, not just pre-recorded videos, plus 15 brand new curriculums. The biggest just got bigger. Head over to EYLUniversity.com. That's E-Y-L-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-I-T-Y.com. See you there.